great prayer, but it wasn't. I just happened to think of it. But I heard a poem read by a friend of mine a while back as he was preaching. I just listened to a recording of him preaching. He read a poem, and it came to my mind last night as I was thinking. I wish I could tell you the man that wrote it was a great Christian author. As far as we know, he really wasn't. But, Brother Gary, it has wisdom in it, if that's all right. Yes. And he had Praise some Christian Praise influence, I suppose. He wrote a poem simply entitled, Carry On. And I will not give you the whole poem. But the first stanza said, it's easy to cheer when victory's near. And I cannot remember the second line, but it says, it's easy to wallow in fields that are gory when victory's right there at yes. hand. He said, but it's another song when everything's wrong and you're feeling infernally mortal. He said, but when it's, he said, it's 10 against one and hope there is none. Buckle up, little soldier and chortle. Just to stay with it. He yes. said, and let me think, because there's a line I really would like to give to you. He said, carry on, carry on. Oh, Lord, help me. I read it this morning to try to get a hold of it. He said, it's easy to fight when everything's right. Please forgive me. I wish I could get it. My mind's gone. But I, I thought I wouldn't really say much about it, but the songs kind of went with it. What yeah. you said about faith. Yeah, I do not. I don't have it with me. It's easy to fight when everything's right. He said, but the man who can meet with the fa- with defeat and despair, with cheer, there's the man of God's choosing. Amen. said, the man that can fight to heaven's own height is a man that can fight when he's losing. Amen. Carry on, carry on. And I, I know that's just a poem. It's not God's word. But I did look in God's word yes. this morning, and Paul Sinner. told Timothy, said, endure hardness as a good soldier. Amen. If you'll let me, he told Timothy, carry on, my son. Yes. Carry on. He said, there's not much strength in your blow, but to keep on yes. going. Amen. And I read, too, where Paul began to boast of himself as a fool to the Corinthians, and he said, Five times I've received 40 stripes, save one of the Jews, right. and night and a day I've been in the deep. I'm pretty sure, Brother Gary, that Paul didn't feel victorious no, all the time. No. Brother Darrell, I'd no. say there's times he was holding on to an old shipwreck board yes. out there in the salt water thinking, I feel so low. Yes. I really don't yes. think he shouted to victory when they carried him out of a Jewish synagogue after he'd been whipped with 39 stripes. I don't no, think he no. felt real victorious there. No. I don't think when he was beaten with rods, he felt very good. But I know no. there was something in him that drove, and it said, carry, carry on, carry on. Because yes. then the poem goes on, and it says, you know, when you die, let the world be better that you're here. And said, yes. let your soul cry. Carry on, carry my on. soul, yes. carry on. Brother Dallas, if it's just to carry on in this world, I probably wouldn't do it. I might. I probably wouldn't try to put too much effort into it, but there's a heaven to gain, and I want Amen. my soul Amen. to carry on. And surely, like I say, Paul and Silas were thrown in jail, and it said at midnight they yes. sang and prayed. Yes. But I don't know what time they put in there, but it probably wasn't 11.59. No, no, I'm kind of willing no. to guess they was mere flesh like I am. And Brother Darrell, yes. I don't believe they's in there blaming God, but I believe they's in there just saying, oh, oh, Paul, my back hurts so bad. Yes, Paul, yes. I've been whipped. I don't believe those blaming God. You no, know what I mean? No, no. But I know they was flesh, and I know that back throbbed, and they felt pain, and they had traveled for days, and they was tired. I'd say they just leaned on an old rough rock wall and tried to even put their yes, mind back yes, together to think, Lord, yes. why? What am I doing here? Yes. And I'd really guess that when they began that prayer, it didn't sound very victorious. Probably not. So well, they said, oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Lord, my heart's broke, yes. and my back hurts, and my legs are hurt and fetters, and I can't even lay down because I've got me chained to a wall. I'd say, listen, Lord, I'm tired. But I do believe that somewhere in it there begin to burn yes. a little fire, yes. and when I begin to sing a song, it may not have oh, even been yes. a victory song at first, but I believe a song begin to come until it begin to be glorious Amen. victory. Yeah. I do not believe that it has to be. 
mud and blood and slogging all the time. I believe it will be there. But I believe the ultimate goal is victory. And I believe Amen. there'll be victory on the way. But carry on. Amen. Carry on. All right. going to testify but I woke up Thursday or Friday morning I believe it was Friday and I had this song on my heart and I felt like I needed to bring it bring clouds of doubt hover or me storms of life toss me to and fro
appreciate the Lord this morning. Appreciate what I've already felt in the service. Do desire your prayers. Most of all, we desire the anointing of the Holy Ghost to redeem the time. And I'd like to do my best this morning to take my time and preach and not get carried away on a lot of rabbit trails, but to cover that that I feel like the Lord wanted me to bring this morning. And it seemed to me uh, maybe an odd message to bring to a church following revival. Uh, but I've learned pretty well not to argue with the Lord about what fits and what don't because I don't know. And I, you know, as, as normal, I, I, I don't know, uh, Brother Gary said about whatever y'all been contending with, I don't know. I don't want to know, don't take that wrong, care for the people here in the church and praying for you. But Brother Gary is very careful when I come or any other time that I don't know what's going on at the church. I asked him how revival went, I got a very general summary, had a good revival. I really didn't get any specifics, and that's fine, because I needed to, to preach. So, uh, anyway, if you turn with me the book of Deuteronomy, I may be reading several different places this morning, I may not, I don't know, uh, just however the Lord leads us here. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, begin reading at verse 1, it said, <clears throat> And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shalt thou be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way. And flee before these seven ways. I believe we'll stop reading right there for now. We could read on through the rest of the chapter. And everything that God uh, is blessing here, you can read on down and say, and, and if you turn away and fall after other gods, you'll be cursed. You can pick it up in 15 and it, it goes all the way down. It talks about the, the curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee and cursed shall thou be in the city and in the field. And here we go, right back down the same line. And the... the the reasoning here is that you, he's trying to establish, do you want blessings or cursings? Right, right. Wh what is it that you desire? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and I, I could get into it a lot of different ways this morning, I guess. But if the Lord be my helper for a little while, that that uh, caught my attention and drew me back to this seemed like time and again, amen, uh, was when he was speaking in verse 2. Said, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. I'd like to preach for a little while this morning on being overtaken. Amen. 
uh, if you are overtaken, it is when you are come upon by pursuit. Amen. Uh, by surprise is another definition of it. Amen. Uh, but you are overtaken. Reading through the Word of God and, and trying to study and research that a little bit, you can go look at overtaken in the Bible. And overtaken, overtaken is many, many, many scriptures throughout the Bible. There are only two places, this one and one in the book of Amos, amen, uh, that has a positive connotation to the overtaking. The rest of it is for evil, amen, or for violence or for whatever it may be. Uh, it is either your enemy overtaking you or you overtaking your enemy uh, or whatever it is, but it is not in a, a positive light. Like I said, you can read Amos, it, it speaks somewhat in a positive way there, but this is one of the few places, amen, that something overtaking you would be a blessing. I don't know. I would assume that most everybody at some time in your life either in the natural, or maybe in your nightmares, has been pursued by something. Brother, it's not a pleasant feeling either way. Just being a boy, you know, riding bicycles and stuff and having dogs chase you. Big dogs trying to bite you or something, you know, or being chased on foot. I've been chased by dogs. I've been chased by horses. I've been chased by billy goats. I'm trying to be silly, but I, we had no goat. Neighbor had no... Ken folks had no goat to get loose, and every time it got loose, it tried to get me as best it could. Yeah. If I wasn't fleet of foot back then, it got me. I've actually slammed the door and heard the door click, and the goat hit the door. Yeah. It's not fun being pursued. Yeah. Amen. And you sure don't want to be overtaken in that manner. But you understand that feeling of something coming after you, and it seemed odd to me, if I could put it this way, that the scripture here said that if you'll do these things, you'll be overtaken by a blessing. Amen. Why would you need to overtake me with a blessing, Brother Gary? Right. If you're overtaking me, it means I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm running. Right. I'm trying to get away. I don't know where everybody's at this morning. I don't, don't need to know. But I have seen people, and I have been guilty of fleeing from the blessing of God. Not saying that I was running back to the world, or I was wanting to backslide, or I was wanting to get away, Brother Gary, but, but something in me, it seemed like I, I, I almost resisted the blessings of God. Amen, that God was there, that Christ was there wanting to help me and wanting to bless me, amen. But some, for some unknown reason, amen, I struggled with it that I actually resisted until the place that God had to overtake me with the blessing. But thank God this morning that I'm serving a Savior, amen, that if it comes down to that, could I tell you, if he has to, he will overtake you with a blessing if that's what it takes to bless you. You could make this easier on him. 
There are things that are required there. I'm just going to try to take my time and preach this morning, but there are things that are required for you to be overtaken with the blessing. He said, if though you would hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. And it speaks about keeping his commandments. And I want us to understand this morning, me and Brother Gary's has spoken about it. And I, I believe we're on the same page. Brother Gary, I don't think, as a pastor, I know you're going to preach the Word of God and preach wholeness and standard. And, and, and I, I believe I'd be right in saying that you wouldn't want anybody in this congregation keeping that standard just because Gary Wilson said so. Is there any value in that? Will it last? You could go to Song of Solomon. And as the church, the representation of the church was already in bed, already washed your feet, and already everything's done, and, and they're coming knock at the door. It says, and she heard the voice of her beloved. And though it was not convenient, her bowels yearned. She, she yearned. There was something inside when she heard the voice of her beloved that she, she wanted to rise up and go to him. And, and he'd already pulled back. And that's a whole other message there. But if we could understand this morning that it said, hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. That hearkening unto the voice of the Lord is that same yearning, amen. You must have that yearning that, that the church had for her beloved, amen. That when you hear the word of God preached and when you get your Bible out of the morning or the evening or whenever you read your Bible, I do pray that it is daily, amen, and you dig into it, amen, or you're driving down the road and listening to it on audio. I, I, I don't care wherever it may be, that somewhere in there you, you hear a message or you hear a scripture and it comes across to you and you begin to understand that's the voice of the Lord speaking to you. Sometimes I read it and it's just ink on pages. I'm not, I'm not berating the Word of God. I preached to you the last time I was here about the power in the Word of God. But sometimes it is just ink on pages. But could I tell you, sometimes when I read it, amen, it is the voice of the beloved, amen. And it begins to draw me. And it begins to work on me. That is what I'm speaking of today. I want to qualify that when I read a scripture to you today. And it says, if you keep my commandments. I'm not talking about a bunch of rules and regulations. And if you don't keep them, we'll just boot you out the back door. I got enough confidence, Gary Wilson, he ain't going to do that to you. Amen. But can I tell you when it says, keep my commandments? Amen. It's the voice of the blood trying to deal, trying to work with us, trying our best. Amen. To tell us, if you will do this. 
then that will position me. That will open the gates up. That will place things where I can overtake you with a blessing. When even though it seems that you resist, if you'll just do this, if you'll keep these commandments, if you'll read the Word of God, if you'll seek Him, and even though in your mind, in your heart, you think I'm not worthy, I cannot be blessed like this brother was blessed. I cannot be blessed like that sister was blessed in revival. I just cannot attain to that because I'm not worthy or I'm not this or I'm not that. Could I tell you, if you will keep the commandments of the beloved and hearken unto his voice, somewhere his blessing will overtake you. It will put you in a place that he'll never not be a gentleman. I understand that, but there's a place that I've been overtaken. When I felt like I, I just didn't deserve it, I just hadn't done what I thought I needed to do. The enemy of your soul wants one thing, and that is to destroy you. He wants to keep you from making it to heaven. He is jealous, and he does not want you to make it. He knows that he will not get to return there. He does not want you to. He does not care what trap, what argument, what lie, what deceit that he uses to keep you out. One of the biggest ones that he uses, and he's used it on me, and I hate to say successfully has used it. Amen. But I, I've got past it overcoming, trying to get beyond that. But, but he'll tell you, you're not worthy. Well, that's easy. Just agree with him. Do what, Brother David? That's right. I'm not worthy. Brother Darrell's not worthy, Brother Gary's not. There ain't nobody here this morning worthy of the blessings of God. So if you will agree with that and just move on, then that takes his argument away from him. Amen. Brother David, that don't make sense. Work on it a while. It will. Yes. Amen. If he can get you in the trap of you must be worthy for the blessings, then he'll have you to a place where you'll be working your way to heaven and you'll work your way through salvation and oh, you'll just do all these things and there's a lot of folks in that ditch right. of works. I'm trying not to get on too many rabbit trails this morning. But y'all heard me say there's a ditch on both sides of the road. All right. We're saved by grace. I mean, we're not saved by works, lest any man should boast. Salvation must be of the Lord. So we got folks that jump over and say, well, it's not my works, lest any man should boast, so I don't have to do any works. Well, no, wait a minute. There's a ditch on this side of the road that says, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So we have folks say, well, you've got to work your way to heaven. It's all in works. Well, that can't be right. So, it's got to be somewhere in between. It's really pretty simple, but the devil likes to put us in ditches, okay? And that's not my message this morning. I'm just trying to get us to where I need to go. If salvation was by anything else, the cross would be unnecessary. Christ would have died in vain. No, that didn't happen. Salvation is paid for by grace, by the blood. 
If you get in the middle of the road and understand that my salvation was paid for by him, but it said faith without works is dead, to make it to heaven, I've got to maintain faith, Brother Gary. You spoke about faith this morning. I've got to maintain faith. And the key word I just used was maintain. I've used it here before, I'm pretty sure, about somebody gave you a, Million-dollar sports car. I said, all you got to do to keep it is maintain it. Wash it, wax it, change oil, do everything. But you didn't pay for it. You're just maintaining it. Christ paid for salvation, and he gave it to us to maintain it. And that keeps us in the middle of the road. So when he tells you you're unworthy of salvation, we're all unworthy of salvation. But we serve a worthy Savior. All right? So... Let's, let's, let's move on a little farther here. Man, I'm just trying to keep you in the road. I'm trying to keep Brother David in the road. Amen. What are you trying to stay in the road for? If I stay in the road, there's a blessing going to overtake me. I'm going to find it sooner or later. Brother Gary spoke well this morning about, about faith. Faith is not when you do it and God heals and God works and that. Oh, that's great. That's easy. Faith is when, you, when he doesn't and he doesn't answer. And you got to keep on, and you got to keep on, and you got to keep on until, and you have faith that sooner or later, hey man, he's going to bless me. Sooner or later, he's going to heal. Sooner or later, this is, this is what's going to happen. So, by about his word, he said, if you'll hearken diligently into my voice, if you are listening to the voice of the blood, and when he gives you a commandment, whether you read it out of the word of God or he deals with you and convicts you on whatever it may be, could I tell you, if you will continue in that way, even when it seems like God is nowhere around, it doesn't seem like anything's happening. Everybody else is getting the blessing. Everybody else is getting experiences. Everybody else is here and there. Brother David, have you ever been there? Yes, I have, and I've told you before, probably the lowest place I've ever ever been in in my life was immediately before I accepted my call to preach. Well, that don't make sense, Brother David. You'd think you'd be way up here. I don't know how it was for everybody else, but I'm telling you, that's where I had to go to get willing to be overtaken by the blessing. So you may be in a place that seems dry, barren, dark, but can I tell you, if you're still Listening to the voice of the blood, if you're still doing your best, everything you know to keep his commandments out of love, not 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 out of because I'm just rules and regulations. I'm talking about because you love him. Could I tell you there is a place that the blessing by the word of God upon the authority of God, the blessing of God will overtake you. Amen. It might be in such a way that it says by definition to be overtaken is to be surprised. Anybody ever come to the house of God on a midweek service or maybe on a weekend or whenever and, and you come in dragging and you just knew I'm just here because I know I need not forsake the assembly ourselves together. I know this is where I need to be, but really I'm just putting in time. You don't have to raise your hand. I'll just raise mine. Liz Dabden, Thursday night service. Whew. A lot of weeks. I already had my 40 hours in. I'd been doing other things. trying. And time Thursday night rolled around, Brother Darrell, sometimes I'd, I, I mean, I would just make it. And I'd think if I can just stay awake through service. That's where I was at. Shame on me. But that's where I was at. 
if I could just make it through service and get home, get in the bed, I'll be, maybe I'll be all right. Because I sure don't feel like nothing tonight. And I didn't say I hadn't prayed that week. I didn't say I hadn't read my Bible. I'd, I'd, I'd try to be, I was just shot. And somewhere, the Holy Ghost come by, Brother Darrell. Amen. And out of the blue, and just plumb surprised, he'd move. Amen. And I got overtaken. I got overtaken by blessing Brother Gary Wilson. Amen. He is good at that. Amen. Sometimes I think he has to do that to get us to the place. Amen. That we'll get self and flesh out of the way. Amen. We won't have to worry about it because I didn't. There wasn't no way the devil's going to get me with that one. Hi, it's just your flesh wanting to shout. No, it wasn't flesh wanting to shout that night. Flesh wanting to crawl on the bed and stay at the house. But he come by in my low place. Amen. He come by in my weakness. Amen. Oh, and he blessed me. He'll do that, amen, if, amen, if we'll let him, if we can have faith to believe that when this thing continues on, if I'll do what the Word of God has instructed me to do, somewhere along the way, I will be overtaken by a blessing. Brother David, you don't understand. You don't know where, where I'm at. No, I, I don't, Amen. It's pretty bad. I, I can believe that. I'm not taken away from it. But if you want to go over and read in the book of Job, amen, uh, we all know about Job. And we know uh, how everything was taken away. His children were taken away. His animals, his servants, everything destroyed, amen. Just bang, 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 just one after another, after another, after another, amen, and brought him to that low place. And his wife had told him, why don't you just curse God and die? Amen, it don't get much lower than that, the best I can tell. But he began to ride over maybe around chapter 23, somewhere in there, and he said, I, I went forward and you weren't there, and I went backward, you weren't there, and I, I looked to the left and I looked to the right, and you hid yourself, and I, I could not find you. So I'm going to give up and quit. Oh, I don't think that's what he said, was it, Brother Gary? I don't think he did. Amen. Amen. He said, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. I'm just trying to encourage somebody this morning. Would you keep his steps? Amen. I know you're in a low place. I know you're battling. I know you're fighting. I can feel it this morning. Amen. But I'm telling you, the Lord is trying to tell us. Amen. Keep my steps. It worked for Job. Amen. I did not decline from your ways. Don't turn away from it. Don't deny it. Hang on, friend. I'm telling you but blessing is on the way I'm not here I don't want to be a false prophet I'm not trying to do but I'm trying to preach what I felt like God gave me amen if you can hang on if you will walk in this way I do what you know to do friend he said he knoweth the way I take and when he hath tried me I will come forth as gold When gold comes through on the other side of the fire, it removes impurities. Amen. 
Brother David, we're the holiness people. We don't have impurities. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Amen. Let's get a little heat going. Amen. I've been listening to a man. I sure don't agree with him on a lot of things, but he got to he got to digging and he got to confessing some of his faults. And in it, Brother Gary, I got to looking and he got to saying, go deep down yeah. in that that you yeah. you got hit away. That's right. That you got hit away and said that you yeah. that you you get out every once in a while, but you still have it there. Fixing to get tight, and y'all may just want to get rid of Brother David. It does say, confess your faults to one another, does it not? There are things that I saw as a young man and as a young Christian that I wish I'd never seen. And I've been able to push them away and hold them off brother Darrell you understand what I'm talking about but I found myself at times very infrequently but at times something bring that because a lot of times it had to do with family or do with there's things that are connected there that I can't push away and this will probably sound terrible but sometimes praying for my own family God save and the devil will pull that up and say, here it is. If I'm not careful, I'll open that box up. And I'll entertain it for a little while. And then I'd put it back away. And for years I've said, that's just the devil bringing that to my mind. And it is. But I didn't have to open the box up. And as he began to teach about these, and I've heard People preach the same much. I don't know why I'm, but, but in the last few weeks, this has been my prayer. I'm not patting me on the back. I'm just confessing. Maybe it'll help somebody else. I'm 45, and I'm starting to have problems with my memory. Okay? There's, there's things people I've known for years, Brother Gary, and... Worked around the mines with, and it may take me an hour to pull it back up. My memory still, I can usually still get it eventually, but it's not as quick. I don't like that. But then again, I got to looking at it when I was praying. And I said, God, there's a place in this mind of mine that it seems like I cannot access as easily as I once did. And I said, here's those boxes. I said, would you please, would you please take these boxes and put them in that part? If there's a place that I, I lose recall, could you keep them there? Even if, it, even if it's just a place that I lose it for one hour, that's long enough when temptation comes to push them, push them, go on by it and keep moving. Brother David, you're telling me you have problems? I do have problems. I'm not talking about going back and chasing after sin. I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying, hey, I'm, I'm going out and getting drunk this weekend, or I'm going out and chasing women, or I'm going out and doing whatever. 
That's not what I'm talking about. As a wholeness people, it seems that we've, we've, we've pretty much got most of that under control. It's the things we can't see that worries me. I need him. I need him every day. He meant I've never found a place that I could make this walk by myself. One of the other arguments, I'm, I need to hurry, but one of the other weapons that the enemy uses, and I've watched it for years, people, that, that you talk to them about the Lord and witness to them, and they'd, you could tell they'd like, they like it. They'd like to come this way, and they said, I just can't live like you do. Shame on me. You say, well, you should feel good about that, Brother David. Well, I have. I'm not going to say that. That makes you feel pretty good when the sinner says, I just can't live like you do. But I've had to confess to them and tell them, I can't either. I, I want to live a holy life by his power and his grace. I'm not preaching sin a little more or less every day. I, don't, I do not believe that. If I preach that, then I am negating the power of God. I'm saying that Christ is not able to save me to a place that I can live above sin. However... I'm not careful, I can fall in one ditch, and I've heard it supposedly said amongst us that somebody said they couldn't remember the last time they needed an advocate. I'm, I'm sorry, but I can. I can remember the last time I needed an advocate. Paul said, should we continue in sin? God forbid, no. Have I, have I had faults and made mistakes that I had to go back and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Have I had to go back and tell somebody I'm sorry? Yes, I have, I have. Amen. Have I had thoughts that I've had to say, Lord, I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have had that kind of feeling towards somebody. Amen, yes, I have. I'm not, I'm not promoting it. God forbid. But if I'm not careful, I will put on a front to my brothers, sisters in Christ, and they'll look and say, oh, Brother David don't have any problems. Brother David, don't deal with this. And, and the devil say, see, you had this problem and you're struggling and you're really not a Christian and you can't make it because they don't have those problems. I'm here this morning to tell you I do. Not bragging about it. I'm not promoting it. God forbid. But God forbid that I would put forth such an image and, and try to have some church image, if you want to call it, and try to make you think I'm holier than what I am. God's holy, amen. Can I tell you, he's the one that holy. My self-righteousness is as filthy rags, amen. But he clothed me in the garments of salvation. He wrapped me in a robe of righteousness. But don't let the devil show you that and say, oh, there's nothing there. You're the one messing up and you're the one that can't let it. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you'll keep doing what you know to do, listen diligently, hearken unto the voice of the Lord, amen. Keep his command. That eventually he said, I will overtake you with blessings. Not because I deserve it, not because I'm worthy, not because of any reason except you're trying. You're pushing, you're doing what you can. You may not feel like it's much, but he said, I'll overtake you with blessings. Amen. Hearken diligently to his voice. Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat 
of rams. And that was valued highly in the sacrifice. Amen. Oh, but this by prophet in the days, amen, that he was under the law and under the sacrifice. And all this was what he, he did and what they did. The sacrifice was there. But he, he was telling us, oh, that obedience, amen. If you'll just obey him, if you'll listen, if you'll hearken, amen, to hearken to the voice of the Lord. He said that's better than the fat of rams, than the most prestigious thing you could offer, than that that you're willing to lay down and give up. But oh, could I tell you, if you'll hearken to the voice of the Lord this morning, you know what? You'll begin to lay some things down. If you'll hearken to the voice of the Lord, you'll get to lift that. Amen. If you fell in love with Jesus and he's fell in love with you, I tell you what, you'll want to do whatever he bids you. And when you do that, you will be overtaken with the blessing. Amen. Hearken diligently to his voice. What did Job say on down below there? After he told me, knows the way he take my foot, hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. It said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Could I tell you, amen, when you get to a place, oh, you say, well, I'm, I'm down, I'm in a low place. Esteem the words of his lips more than your necessary food. That sounds like a place to me. It's a good time to fast. Amen. If you get to a place and you need to lay the, push the plate back and say God, it's more important than that. I like to eat. If anybody y'all been around me enough, no. I love a good restaurant. I love a good place to go eat. I like to eat. But God, sometimes I push it back and say I need to hear from you more than I need that. You know there are other ways to fast. I know a brother and I loved to read, but he loved to read more than I did. Years ago, he told me, he said, I went on a 30-day fast from reading, not, not the Word of God, but from other things. He said, I just, he said, I just had got so wrapped up in reading stuff that he said, I had to push it back. If there's something in your life that takes a precedent over everything else, could I tell you, it might pay you to push it back for a week or 30 days or whatever. Push it back a little bit. Uh, that fellow I've been listening to a little bit I said, don't agree with him on everything he said let me tell you what he said if you can't give something up for three days he said give it up for three days whatever it is in your life he said if it is still the thing that you think about the most at the end of three days he said it is an idol Amen. it is between you and God if at the end of those three days that's all you can think about you can't keep your mind on God you can't focus on him because all you can think about is I haven't had this in three days I've got to have it he said, then it is an idol. This man's pretty much secular if you really want to know the truth. You'd say, oh, I wouldn't listen to him. What he said is true. He may, I may not, like I said, may not agree with some other things, but I'm telling you. Do you want the blessing? It's really not that difficult. Get in the middle of that road. Listen to his voice. And I'm telling you. He will bless you. Amen. I said, confess your faults one to another. Amen. He also went on another place and he told us that 
brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Try to restore him unless you wind up in the same boat. You do understand that we cannot go to heaven unless we can forgive. That's scripture. I've, I've had people I've dealt with, they wanted to be religious. They went to church, they did this, they did that, but they held grudges for years and they never forgot. I said, you do understand, if you do not forgive, you cannot be forgiven. It's just, it's just plain. So here, here we, we say, let's restore this man as I've been, how, how did it say that fault was? Overtaken in a fault. Pretty good indicator that he wasn't out just chasing things, but but somewhere, Brother Gary, he he was like I was and opened that box up and and he got overtaken. Amen. Got overtaken. The enemy is trying he will try to take you by surprise. Most of the time backsliding doesn't happen in an instant. It's a little bit here, a little bit there. And, and, and then suddenly, when the trap's been set, amen, we'll be overtaken. I'm not here to discourage you this morning. I'm here to encourage. Just as Satan is trying to overtake you in a fault, trying to overtake you in sin, amen, Christ is trying to overtake you with a blessing. Amen. So if we confess our faults one to another, amen, we can find ourselves in a place, amen, that we can find some help of why we're fleeing from the blessing. Paul said, I die daily. He talks about crucifying the flesh. If Paul has to do that, don't think you're going to get away without it. We're stuck with this flesh till we leave here, so you will have to crucify the flesh daily. You will have to die daily. Amen. Don't don't ever get the thought that you don't have to do that, that. That there's somebody out there that they just magically can go for a month at a time, Brother Gary, and the flesh never bothers them. Be wonderful, wouldn't it? I'm not taken away from the power of salvation, the blood, or the holy baptism of the Holy Ghost or sanctification. I'm not. They give you the tools and the power to live in this body, but you still. It's the tools to overcome the flesh. And if we don't use them, they're worthless. We hate getting on a job, brother. In theory, we bought that tool trailer, we set it up, organized it to where what we thought we'd do is every time we had a job, we'd just grab the tool trailer and go down there and get it and get it done. But you know what we do? We, we, we say, well, uh, all we really need is this, this, and this. Throw it in the back of the truck. There ain't no more than dragging that trailer down there. We go down there and we get down there, brother, there, and we're working. Somebody says, Where's the sawzall? Where's this? That? Where's the... Oh, it's in the trailer. It's worthless. It's not with us. We're not using it. Then you use a crescent wrench for a hammer and do something stupid, and it, you know, God's given us the tools, church, to overcome the flesh. He's given us the tools to live a holy life. If I leave the tools at home, it's my fault. If I sit there and look at them and say, well, I just, I can't, I can't use those. It's my fault. Amen. 
you can find a place. And, oh, I don't need to get, I'm not trying to meddle. I hope I'm not. There are brothers in my life, Brother Gary, that I will talk to about things that I wouldn't talk to anybody else about. There are topics, brothers, that you need another brother to talk to about that you can't talk to with sisters. It's not appropriate and vice versa. And you need, you need that. Brother Gary Wilson, Brother Gary Wiltshire, I don't know if y'all remember, but his birthday party some years ago out in the garage and me and the three of us sat over on the corner and, and we talked about some things that, that we dealt with and have, have, have struggled with and dealt with. And, and you know what that did for me? That helped me. I, 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 I don't know if I'd ever had brothers really sit down and just open up and talk to me about this. I'm not talking about some, having some men's clique group pout whine around. I'm not talking about I'm talking about men of God trying to live holy. He mean that could confess your faults one there and say, I struggle here, I struggle there. To hear somebody else say that and to understand where you're at, that's what I'm preaching about this morning, that if I can understand that I'm not in this alone, amen, we can overcome one of the weapons of the enemy, amen, and shove it back in his face, amen, and say, I'm going on with the Lord, amen. My steps are not going to falter from his waist. I'm going to keep living this way until I'm overtaken by the blessing. Amen. That's what I want, Brother Gary. I'm not trying to shake this up or shake that up. I'm trying to live this. Amen. I'm trying to find, and I'm trying to help somebody this morning find a place to understand I can be overtaken with the blessings of God. A lot of our children have fallen to things because we didn't talk to them. We didn't be up front with them about things. And I'm for sheltering my boys, and you can ask them. We did our best to shelter them till they were men. And they'll tell you now they're not near as sheltered as they were before because they're men. They're men of God that have to live in this world, and they need to understand how to deal with some things. I'm not telling you take your three-year-old out and talk to them. I'm not saying that, but I am telling you, amen, that there are some things that the enemy has used against us that if we did not hide from it and run from it, oh, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that issue. Amen, if you do not deal with it, could I tell you, there's an educational system out there. There's a world out there. There's a government out there that they want to be the ones to cram it down your children's throat and tell them how they need to think about it if you don't tell them somebody is amen if you're not going to if you're not going to occupy their time somebody will I'm not I'm not trying to be silly. I'm not saying, well, we need to get a clown at church and do this and do something. I'm not saying, I'm, but I'm telling you, if we don't do some things, Amen. there's a world out there chomping at the bits, right. chomping at the bits to get at them. They love, they love to fill in that void. Amen. Over the years, I've heard a lot about what we're against. My child needed to hear what we're for. I'm against those things. I understand that. I've been there. I've preached it. I've lived it. Amen. But somewhere in the against what we're against, sometime I needed to tell them because this is what we're for. Amen. Oh, yeah. I 
can tell them about it. Oh, I don't know. I didn't mean to go here. But I can tell them about I'm, a, I'm against fornication. I'm against adultery. I'm against divorce. I'm against, I'm against, I'm against. But if you don't tell them the glories and the wonders of a marriage, amen, made in heaven, ordained by God, an institution that he put in place, if you do not tell them about that and set an example for how wonderful it is, could I tell you where they'll wind up at? They'll wind up in the fornication and the adultery and the divorce and all that because all they ever heard was I'm against it. Give me the other side, please. Preach that to me, but preach the other. Nature abhors a vacuum. We can create vacuums. I carry little bottles around. Sister Kathy, they're the exact same thing y'all use to take blood with in the hospitals. A little I think it's a 20 millimeter, 20 milliliter tube. Hey man, it's got a vacuum on it. We take air bottle samples. When you open it up, it goes. That means it just pulled in that sample. That's how we check for gas, methane. See how much you're liberating, all kinds of things. I can't. I can create a vacuum. Hey man, but I don't need a vacuum. If I'm gonna push things of this world out, if I'm gonna push sin aside, hey man, let me fill it with the things of God. Let me fill it up. Let me let me fill it with the glory of God. Let me fill it up that somebody look at and say, Oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. Not the absence, amen. The absence is not what's drawing them, amen. But the presence of a holy God, amen. The glory of a holy God that will draw them. And if you will hold on to that and keep your foot, amen, your steps in his, he will overtake you with a blessing. Amen. Oh, God, help me. Amen. To be overtaken, you must be pursued. Amen. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't want to hold us too long, but I don't want to miss nothing either, Brother Gary. Amen. And let me hit just a little bit right here. Amen. Blessings of the Lord. He told us in James, amen, 1 and 25, he said, but be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, that's in 22, deceiving your own selves, down in 25, he said, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that's this word of God, and continue therein, that's that foot not slipping, not backing up away from it, amen, but continue therein, he be not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed indeed, amen, get into the word, and don't back up on it, continue it, and he guarantees you a blessing, amen, amen. Matthew, amen, 7, 24. Amen. We all know the story of whosoever heareth these sayings of mine doeth them. If you'll notice, the last couple of scriptures said, Heareth them and doeth them. Amen. It's a two part formula. Amen. I will liken him unto a wise man which has built his house upon a rock. Children sing about it. Amen. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. Would you like for your house? Amen. Would you like for your family to have a blessing? Would you like for them to be established? Established, amen. I could not tell you what you need to do. He that heareth, amen, and he that doeth, amen. If we will continue, these things will be overtaken with the blessing, and the blessing will be on your house and on your family. Amen. 
I understand their situations, amen. Just like Brother Gary was speaking about this morning that God moved and said, here, you're going to go here, you're going to pastor here, this is how it's going to do, the people loved you, this is how. But somebody, in their free will, because God does not override free will, messed it up. I mean, that didn't mean God didn't speak. It meant somebody else didn't listen. So I understand some situations this morning, you say, well, that's not where I'm at, but I'm telling you, God will establish you upon the rock. This morning. Amen. Somebody else may decide they're going to do it differently. I'm sorry. I hate that, but, but don't let that discourage you. Amen. That does not change the fact that God still wants to bless you. Amen. He told us in Revelations. Amen. Revelations, last chapter, verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have the right, have right. That's right. Understood that? That's right. Rights are not to be denied. When God gives you the right, it definitely will be denied. But if you keep his commandments, you'll be blessed and you'll have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm going to go to heaven. Amen. And I'm reading the word of God the best I can tell. If I'll be a hearer and I'll be a doer. Amen. I'll not veer to the right or left. Amen. I might be in a hard place. I might go through the trial, but it said I'd come forth as go. And eventually it tells me I have the right to the tree of life, amen. I have a right, amen. When I get to the gates of that city, St. Peter ain't gonna be standing there. I'll tell you who'll be there. It said that the Son of God would be there. And when you entered in, he'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. If that don't excite you, I don't know what will, but I'm telling you, wherever you're at, the blessing's trying to overtake you. The only way for something to overtake you is for something to pursue you. Do you understand that the very Son of God is the one that is in pursuit of you? Amen. I understand there's a lot of scripture, amen. We can, we can read about drawing and we'll run after them. We can read about a lot of things that we're pursuing God and that is what we're supposed to do too. But there are times in your walk that you'll find out what's really happening is he is pursuing you. Amen. Amen. He's the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the earth. Amen. He began to pursue you before he ever created you. He knew you in the womb. He understood who you were. He gave breathed life into you. He gave you a free will. And he has pursued you to woo you and to win your love. Amen. That is how you'll be overtaken. It's because he is pursuing. I don't like it in the dream when the monster's after me and I can't see him and I can't run fast enough and I can't get away and I can't find a place to hide. I don't like it when some pursue me and I can't get away from But could I tell you, it's a wonderful feeling when you say, what's that sound? What's that I hear? Hey, there's something going on. I feel some change and amen. All of a sudden, out of the blue, amen, you feel the Son of God come by. You feel the Holy Ghost begin to come down and move in the service and you find yourself overtaken with a blessing. Amen. 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 Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. Oh, God. Amen. David said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Why? He said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He understood if that's where I'm dwelling at. If I'll dwell in the house of the Lord, if I'll, if I'll listen to him, 
amen, when my foot and I will slip. But oh, it didn't. I, I got to listening to you. I got to looking to you. Amen. I found myself, as long as I'm in that place, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Okay, I'm telling you, the blessings are falling. I'm not preaching prosperity doctrine. I'm not trying to preach you a bunch of hullabaloo. I'm not telling you you're not going to go through a trial and it's all better roses. But I'm telling you, when you go through the trial and you come forth and go, I'm telling you, somewhere along the way, he will overtake you with the blessing. Goodness and mercy are following you. Amen. They, in the terms of modern day lingo, they've got your back. You don't have to worry about it. You just keep pointing forward. Don't look back. Go on forward. As long as you're following God, the only thing's going to overtake you is good. Amen. I used to run a little bit. Never was real good at it. It hurt too bad. But I remember some of our coaches would tell us, don't ever look over your shoulder. You lose one second. He said, well, that's just a second. A second could be the difference in first place or fourth place, depending on how tight the race is. Every time you look back, he said, you lose a second. It breaks your stride. It breaks your focus. They said, you run. You give it your best. Don't look back. I ain't much of a runner, but I think it applies to this race. If you'll stay in the word, if you'll hearken to the voice of the beloved, he'll make sure nothing behind you that's about to overtake you is evil. Amen. The enemy may, he may get up in your face in front, but if he gets behind you, he's going to have to contend with goodness and mercy. If he gets behind you, he's going to have to contend with the Lord. Oh, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the finish line. Amen. It's a wonderful thing to be pursued of God. As a Christian, it's a glorious thing. He pursues sinners too, you know. Amen. And it's glorious and wonderful also. It can be terrifying when you're on that side, though. It, conviction can be pretty rough. I understand that. But that's wonderful. Uh, let me say just a little bit more and I'll close. <clears throat> I guess it's been last Saturday night. My wife and I went out to get a bite to eat. And uh, just take a break, Brother Darrell. I'll just be honest with you. I, I probably wasn't feeling over spiritual. I just needed a break. And we got in the little car and off we went and got a bite to eat. And, and was thought about getting dessert there at that restaurant. And wasn't real, we'd never tried it before. And it, food was decent, but it wasn't great. So it was like, let's, let's do dessert somewhere else. We went somewhere else, got some dessert. Left from there, headed home, Brother Bryce. And and uh, she said, I need some carrots for dinner tomorrow to put in the crock pot tonight. I said, where do you want to get them at? And I'm telling you all this for some reasons. You'll understand in a minute. I said, uh, was in a town that we didn't go to very often where we ate at. We come back in a way, some of it we'd never been on before, just driving roads. And she said, well, we could go to Kroger's or we could go to Walmart. I said, well, there's a Kroger right here. Almost where's that? Not the one we normally go to. 
It's in Bristol. We usually go to Abner. And I said, how about there? She said, sure. Pulled in the parking lot, got out, two entrances, went in the door to the right. Tried to. They had the door blocked. They shut that door down at 10 o'clock at night, so they just had to deal with people coming through one door. It was 9.15, 9.20. It was like, ah, it ain't time. We'll, they had to sign up, but we thought, we'll slip around it. Maybe it ain't, you know. It wasn't open, Brother Gary. Well, we had to walk all the way down to the other end, you know. Walk through the door. And as I come through the door, I seen a couple checking out the self-checkout. Honestly, the thought run through my mind was they, they look kind of rough. And, and I started buying, there's a, you know, rack of stuff here, candy and what have you. They were on that side, I was on this side. And as I was walking, brother, Darrell, I looked over at the man. And I thought, huh. Them little round glasses flipped up on his head. And I thought, that guy could pass for Aaron Martin's brother. And Aaron, if you ever hear this recording, this ain't preacher fodder, okay? And then I look back and it dawned on me, I said, that is Aaron Martin. I asked my wife, I said, is that him? I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to somebody at what, I guess, but she's like, yeah, that's, after a look, she said, that's him. Went over and visited with him for a while. Obviously, it wasn't his wife, it wasn't Sister Renee, the children. I don't know when the last time they've heard from him. I don't, I don't know. I had not seen him in years to physically actually lay eyes on him. It's been years. But I hadn't quit praying for him, Brother Gary. Amen. And there's a lot of folks that are still praying for him. We talked a little while. I could tell things was uncomfortable, and that's good. I was glad. I, I'd, I'd have felt bad for him if he'd just been, you know, please don't take this wrong. I'm not on Facebook, okay? But I know somebody that went on there to try to track him down. I'm not justifying that or knocking it. That's up to them. I mean, the pictures that was on Facebook are not what I saw at Kroger's. Okay, and that's a whole nother message. If if you're fooling with that, or you know somebody is, and you once again, it's that same lie. The devil will show you, oh, everything's going good, everything's great. We're doing this. It's, nobody puts, man, I'm down and out, dragging bottom, and I'm just blah blah blah. That's not what they want. They, they don't want you to see that part of their life. We talked for a while. Shook his hand, hugged his neck. Told him I loved him. I was praying for him. Man, probably weighed less than I've ever seen him. He's been a strong man, a very strong man years gone by. He was, he's falling off bad. I'm not picking at him. His face was covered in so many sores. I think I know what it is, Brother Bryce, but, oh. But I left there that night, and I told my wife, I said, I'm not sure the purpose. I said, maybe it served a couple. I said, maybe. I said, it's renewed. I, I prayed for him, but I said, maybe it's renewed my burden. Because I said, I, if, if those swords are what I think they are, he's, he's not long. He won't be here long doing that. It won't last long. Amen. 
I said, but then again, maybe he just needed to know that God's still pursuing him. Not because David Woodward talked to him. But understand what I just told you. We, we, we had no intention. Have not seen him in years. Amen. I've had people ask me, we hear he lives up in your area. I said, I have no idea. The phone number I've got for him doesn't work no more. Had no clue. Nothing. If I'd have went through the other door, Brother Darrell, he'd have been gone by the time we got back to the registers. Amen. I'd have never saw him. Do not tell me that God wasn't working. Not because it was me or us. I'm just telling you. Amen. The Spirit of God has a way of putting you where you need to be. If we're willing vessels. Amen. And God is still pursuing Aaron Martin. So if I've got confidence that God is pursuing Aaron Martin and trying his best to overtake him, I'm positive this morning. If you're trying to hang on, if you're trying to press through, if you're just, if wherever you may be at, could I tell you, I can say with assurance, God's pursuing you too. To overtake you with a blessing. I've preached my heart this morning, Brother Gary. Could we gather in the altars? Amen. God is pursuing you, and he's wanting to overtake you with the blessing.